Well, hello again, and welcome to Gab and Grow, a podcast about Western Connecticut State University and people, places, resources, and ideas that you need to know in order to be a successful student. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we're doing the second of a sub-series that we've started, uh, talking to important administrators to know on campus. And we will be speaking today with Dr. Michelle Brown, who is the Dean of the Macrocostas School of Arts and Sciences. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Brown. Thanks for having me, Mary Beth. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Um, I want to jump right in and start to ask about you. Um, okay. You're relatively new to the school here, and so I'm just uh, wondering if you could tell us a little bit about you and what brought you to Western. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, so uh, my background is in English literature. My specialty is uh, in post-colonial African literature, um, sub-Saharan region. I do gender, <laughs> gender studies, and I'm very interested in um, freedom struggles and women warriors in the freedom struggles. And so I come from an academic background. Mm -hmm. And at one point, uh, so uh, let's see, I did my undergraduate work at James Madison University in Virginia. Mm -hmm. I was born in Virginia, um, first generation college student. So my parents uh, said, you have to go to a state school because <laughs> that's the way, that's what we can afford. Yep. And so I went to a state school, but uh, JMU was a was a great school. It was a good fit for me at the time. Uh, also, it was a fortuitous choice because that's where I met the man who is now my husband. So, <laughs> well, that's handy. Uh, so that worked out really, really well. Yeah. So he was a great study buddy, and um, so I think that's one of the reasons why I kept him. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Um, uh, after college, I actually didn't go straight through to graduate school. Mm -hmm. uh, we moved to California because that sounded exotic and interesting. <laughs> and uh, so I worked in pretty much every field you can work in with an English major. So those of <laughs> so you who are waitress, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. Actually, I did not waitress, believe it or not. Okay. Um, I uh, so those of you who want to major in the humanities and your parents are telling you that you'll never get a job, come and it's see untrue. me. Yeah. It's not true. Uh, I worked uh, as a paralegal. I worked in advertising as a copywriter and a market researcher. I worked in corporate communications as a speechwriter. Um, I worked for the government as um, uh, a contractor for two oh, wow. government agencies writing all kinds of uh, reports and um, user manuals mm -hmm. for high-tech uh, um machinery. Uh, so I've done tech writing, I've done yeah. advertising writing, so everything that you can do with an English major mm -hmm. I did. And none of it was as fulfilling as teaching might have been. And so I went back to school. Uh, we left California, we came back east, and um, I got my master's and my doctorate. My doctorate was at the University of Maryland, College Park. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a teaching position, an assistant professor position at Shenandoah University in okay. Winchester, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And at the time, we were living in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, my husband had – we had circled back and had been working at James Madison again. Okay. Um, and we liked Harrisonburg. And so when I got this position in Winchester, which was about 71 miles away, mm -hmm. we stayed in, in Harrisonburg. And I would commute back and forth. Um, and I was I was at Shenandoah for about eight years. And it's at a certain point, it made sense for me to become department chair mm -hmm. of the English program. 
And while I was chair, I was able to uh, transform the program from a really sort of an outdated program with mm -hmm. a dysfunctional team. We joined two departments, writing and literature. Mm -hmm. And um, and over the course of a couple of years, we transformed this department into a, a really a vibrant center on campus for critical thinking. We were bringing in speakers. The major was growing. It was really, really great. And I kind of realized, ah, <laughs> I think I might want to take over the world. <laughs> so I spoke to some of my mentors and said, how does one become an administrator? Mm -hmm. And found that, well, you need to get some administrative experience beyond, beyond the department chair, which is a great entree into mm -hmm. that uh, path. And so I then applied for and secured a fellowship in the provost's office. Uh, it was a two-year term that is um, at Shenandoah. It was called the Shenandoah University Fellow for Academic Excellence. It sounds awesome because the <laughs> word excellence was in my title. Exactly. It doesn't really mean anything outside of Shenandoah yeah. because no one else has that. Yeah. But it's um, it. It's essentially an assistant vice president okay. position yeah. where you're doing a lot of projects and working with folks and bringing together teams to affect change mm -hmm. at the institutional level. And so it was while I was in that role that um, I uh, began applying for some dean positions. And when this position at WestCon came up, I as soon as I saw the advertisement, I knew that this was a perfect match. Mm -hmm. Of course, what I know and what <laughs> the search committee exactly. thinks, they, they don't always match up. <laughs> but I fell in love with the institution through sort of looking at the website, mm -hmm. trying to figure out, you know, is this a position that might make sense for me? Uh, my husband and I have had a crush on the Northeast and particularly in New England for decades. When I was first looking for a job, I wallpapered the Northeast and, um, you know, came close on a couple of things. Yep. But so but the time was right. Uh, they brought me to campus and it was just uh, the, it was not even like an interview. It was this mm -hmm. fun day with fabulous folks who were smart and interested and dedicated and love to talk about their work and mm -hmm. their students and it was so much fun for me and and poof next thing i know here i am and i'm having a ball and learning a lot and have not looked back and oh I'm, that's great yeah thrilled to be here Ooh, that's wonderful yeah um you know i think a lot of people don't know what it is a dean does mm -hmm. so i had asked uh, we had Dr. Martin on a while ago from Ansel School. He's, I think it's actually going live today because we taped these a little in advance. Ah. But um, so you know, I'm I'm looking to you. What, in your estimation, is a dean? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary Beth, I'm sure that the the job is slightly different for each yeah. school. Uh, you know, the business school has a different type of <laughs> curriculum than. <laughs> Um, then does VPA, you know, visual mm -hmm. and performing arts or even professional studies. Now, for the Macrocostas School of Arts and Sciences, we really have a unique um, setup. And so I think my job is very unique here because, first of all, it's the largest school on campus. Mm -hmm. We have almost 1,900 students, which is almost half the student body. Yeah. 
And um, we have over 100 full-time faculty, and that, again, in adjuncts. So right. also the largest faculty population mm-hmm. on campus. Add to that, so add to that size, We um, all of the uh, gen ed requirements, if or most if not all, of the gen ed courses are taught within the Macrocostas mm-hmm. school. And all of the students who are exploratory, who have um, who have not declared a major, but who are figuring out where they're going, which is an excellent path, might mm-hmm. I add, are all within the Macrocostas school. Add to that the fact that we've got a range of departments in humanities, so English, history, et cetera. We have a range of um, hard sciences, you know, chemistry, biological and environmental mm-hmm. sciences. But then we have the social sciences as well, uh, you know, communication and media arts, um, uh, the social sciences department where we've got, uh, you know, economics and p- political science and so- sociology, anthropology. So we've got such a vast array, right, right of, um, of courses so a lot of uh, my job, as I see it, is, uh, one, I, I need to advocate for this um, broad range of, uh, of curricula and programs, you know, to the university administrators, um, but also to communicate about this broad range and brag about them to administrators so that we can get resources, but also brag about them to um, parents current students, potential students, alumni, and community partners, mm-hmm. because I want, uh, I want folks to understand how important um, the, the liberal arts are to our lives. And I really think that this, the Macrocostas school, um, you, could, you could take wander around the school and take all kinds of courses, your, your gen ed curriculum and a bunch of majors and minors, and um, you could get a fabulous liberal arts degree all within the Macrocostas school. So I'm dealing with students who are thinking, I like the color blue and I like mm-hmm. to look at flowers. What can I do with that? Yeah. You know, I love writing poems all the time. It, they're bad, but I love doing yeah. that. <laughs> what can I do with that? Um, you know, my parents tell me I can never get a job because – but I love reading history. What can I do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the weather. What can I do with that? Come on over because we've got stuff you can do with all of that. And so I feel that my job is sort of informational. Mm-hmm. You know, it's advocacy. It's um, information uh, dispersal, advising. And, you know, of course, I'm also putting out fires all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's um, it's it's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I am also excited because over the intercession, I was joined by an assistant dean. So nice. n- now I have um, some help on my team. So mm-hmm. Dr. Becky Hall from mathematics is the new assistant dean oh, of the Macrocosta School. Yay. Yeah, well, that's wonderful, and I hope during the course of this we have some chances for you to brag about things. I I think sure. I'm going to ask for some of those, but um, you know. One of the one of the reasons we're doing this is to reach out to some of our students now. Mm-hmm. So let's talk just a little bit about students and and what kind of interaction do you have with them mm. as a dean? So uh, I have a range of interactions with mm-hmm. students. Um, usually, I'm dealing with students who are um, either really really motivated, so they come to me because they want to take. Um, exceptional credit loads, or they want to design, um, 
their own program because they want to uh, they want to drive their education in a way that they want to go a little bit above and beyond mm-hmm. what the typical program structure is. And that's not to say that our programs are not um, fa- fabulously formed. Mm-hmm. It's just to say that we have some students who are driven to do a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I have a lot of meetings with those types of students and figuring out what they want to do when they, when they graduate. Do they want to go into industry or into graduate school? And how can we chart a path together for them that is going to best suit their their hopes mm-hmm. and um, and so they're coming to me because I've got the authority to say yes you can do right. this strange thing that's not already on the books okay mm-hmm. um, I also have a lot of conversations with students who are struggling academically mm-hmm. um, some of these students are um, are in classes, they're full-time, and they're uh, starting to, to wobble, and they want to know, what, what can I do? Um, I don't know how to navigate college. Maybe they're first-generation college students as well. And so I can help them figure out what kinds of resources on campus could be really useful to them. I'm mm-hmm. a huge proponent of um, hanging out in your professor's office hours. Mm -hmm. I know that when I was faculty, I would have students come to me all the time. And sometimes just being in the presence of your faculty member is like magic. Mm -hmm. And the homework makes sense all of a sudden. And the paper ideas start flowing. And um, it's how I passed five-hour calculus as a freshman. So (laughs) it's the magical office hours. But also, you know, we have other great resources too. So so I work with students um, across the range. Yeah. I also have a dean's council where in um, I have a couple of students from each of the majors within the Math Carcostas school, and they come and eat pizza with me a couple of times of a, a semester mm-hmm. and just let me know sort of what's going on on the ground. What yeah. are the students interested in? What are they what are they afraid of? What do they want? What are they what are they uh, what are their dreams? What do they wish they could see on campus? Mm-hmm. What do they love about campus? What's working? What's not working? We have great conversations. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, you know, just shifting a little into that bragging area, <laughs> you, you talked some about what uh, what different majors and things were mm-hmm. in the school. And I'm wondering if you could just, you know, talking about the Macrocosta School. First of all, can you explain to us how it got that name? Because that's relatively recent, too. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I... I, I am the ambassador for making us you know, branding the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, a few years ago, um, the university received, I believe it was the largest donation in the history of the university. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was a $3 million uh, donation from Dino and Marie Macrocostas. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe part of that award went to uh, the, the Ansel School mm-hmm. Um but the rest of the award went to a range of things within the school of which was called the School of Arts and Sciences. Mm-hmm. So part of that award was to name Arts mm-hmm. and Sciences, the Macrocostas School of Arts and Sciences. Um, and then other parts of that award fund a, um, a visiting scholar mm-hmm. in he- Greek and Hellenic studies. Um, Chris Payone is here this year. He's teaching some courses and putting on some um, lectures. The, the award also funds um, a speaker series mm-hmm. every year wherein we have um, uh, lecture, a lecturer, uh, sort of a big name um, here in the, every fall and every spring 
this fall, we had Chris Kelly, who was one of the Facebook founders mm-hmm. and um, one of their cybersecurity experts. And then this spring, we've got um, we've got another speaker coming in the spring. <laughs> That's the best I've got there. Sorry, I'm blanking on him, and I don't want to. I'd rather not sell it than undersell it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so the so the Macrocostas uh, Family Foundation is is committed to uh, promoting education mm-hmm. and to um, raising the profile of the of Westcon because we have the uh, potential and in, in in a lot of cases, of course, we already are mm-hmm. uh, to do a lot of good in the community. And so, the Macrocostas family is really hopeful that that by um, making these monies available that they'll be helping that their legacy will be helping us to 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 meet those goals Mm -hmm. and what a great thing because it is the largest school too so it really gets put to good use i think it does and you know the other thing too is you don't often see um, a school of arts and sciences that's been named Mm -hmm. so the fact that we are named i think stands out and so just the fact of naming the school itself Mm -hmm. i believe raises awareness of Westcon's arts and sciences because just by the sheer fact of you know when I when I go out and talk to folks from other schools or in the community and I have to introduce myself and say that I'm from the Macrocosta school they're expecting that after I say the name I'm going to say something of business mm-hmm. or economics yep. or something like that but I'm saying the Macrocosta school of arts and sciences and people go huh oh that's interesting yeah. and then I get to talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about what our uh, School of Arts and Sciences is doing by because it's named. Well, and that's that's one of the things I think you know. For me, what you talked about in terms of being the Gen Ed kind of thing, people mm-hmm. sometimes just lump it as oh, you've got to get through this to right. to do it, and that there's not anything special about it. And I think there are many, many special things about schools of arts and sciences. Speaking also as an English major, yeah. so hooray, kindred yes. spirit. <laughs> Yes, Gen Ed, general education. You know, maybe maybe that term is just um, maybe it's a turnoff because mm-hmm. it doesn't sound very uh, you know sexy and exciting. Right. But um, general education is you know th- this is where a lot of people find their major mm-hmm. and what and find their path in life. You know, because they'll take a course that they didn't sometimes that they didn't even want but it's the one that they could get in because they're having to satisfy a particular gen ed requirement and all of a sudden the angels start singing you know during that first week of class and they say i've had them come to me and say i never thought i would like greek drama but because i took this class with you i've decided you know to become an english major or even a theater major because i love plays now (laughs) and i never knew So it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there interesting things going on in Macrocostas? I mean, you talked some about lecture series and things, but I know that there's good research going on there and and maybe some activities for students to be involved in. Sure. So we've got some really exciting stuff going on at the undergraduate level and Mm -hmm. at the graduate level. 
um, at the undergraduate level, for example, the Department of Biological and Environmental Sciences has a summer undergraduate research fund, mm -hmm. and uh, they're actually looking for applications right now for students who are interested in doing research over the summer with a professor on some sort of um, you know, topic in uh, biology or environmental sciences. Um, we've got uh, animal labs mm -hmm. uh, going on, and so biology is doing some really cool stuff. Um, also within biology uh, is um, we've got our tick lab. Mm -hmm. um, an exciting piece there is that there was uh, on uh, an exciting thing that ha has happened this year from the tick lab is that they've been profiled quite a bit in the media, mm -hmm. but also uh, the first sighting of um, a particular tick species was found uh, by one of our students yep. in the tick lab this year, and that was also profiled in the media. So um, we're doing some really great stuff there. And um, over the summer, um, Higgins Hall, which has um, been uh, under renovation, that's the the, um, the building with all of the, that looks like a gigantic construction <laughs> site. Um, over the summer, we expect that the construction will be finished and that um, my office will be moving into Higgins, the re renovated Higgins, but also that... Um, the Department of Communication and Media Arts, um, Computer Science, Math, and Writing, and World Languages will be moving over there, and we'll be so excited to start showing off and using mm -hmm. our brand new state-of-the-art media production facility that nice. is just going to just, you know, knock everybody's socks off. <laughs> so uh, we've got some really cool stuff going on. Mm -hmm. We've got a new um, master's uh, in psychology and addiction studies uh, launching and a new program, a new master's program in biology. And the MFA in writing program is um, be pretty soon will be open for applications for a residency in Dublin, oh, wow. which uh, will feature courses being offered in Oscar Wilde's house. Oh wow! Um, and admission to the Bram Stoker Literary Festival. Oh neat! Uh, and that'll take place next October. Wow. So we've got some really cool stuff yeah. going on over there. Yeah, so lots of good things to, to brag about. I have no shortage of <laughs> bragging rights, I'm so excited to say. Well, if you were talking to arts and science majors mm -hmm. right now specifically, um, what kinds of things would you like them to know that are going to help them be successful here? Mm. That's a really great question. The You know... Mary Beth, I think that one thing that um, that I wish students would know, um, so I'm always telling them this, is that um, it's okay if when you're 18 or 19 years old, if you don't have the whole rest of your life mapped out, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, some people do, mm -hmm. and, and if they do... Oh, how efficient you are yes. and more power to you and yeah. good on you. But most of us are not that efficient. Right. I mean, my goodness, I know we don't have another hour yep. for me to tell you how inefficient my path has been. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, 
there's something really great about stumbling along the path. And, um, and you know, Robert Frost has this wonderful poem about the road not taken, mm-hmm. right, where he's going down the road and um, he's, he comes to a fork in the road and he goes, oh, my goodness, you know, what which path should I take? Is the left one going to be the correct one? Is the right? Oh, my gosh, but what if I don't pick this one? And you you can work yourself into a tizzy wondering yeah. if you're going to make the right decision. And in the end... It doesn't really matter, yeah. you know. I, there is really no wrong path because, uh, you know, if you're trying to figure out, I don't know if I should be, um, you know, an anthropology, an anthropology and sociology major, or if I should be, um, you know, uh, go into um, economics. You know, really pick, pick, pick one, finish it up, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, because your your life can take the path that it's going to take. And, you know, it's to know that there's not really a wrong path. They don't need to put so much pressure on themselves mm-hmm. to try to pick, you know, uh, try to pick a career that's going to pay more. Um, it really should be about what, what your bliss is and what mm-hmm. your passion is. And, um, the, the money will come, mm-hmm. right? And nobody's going to make good money the first few years out of college yeah. anyway. So so what if you're, you know, living in a dump and, you know, in an entry-level job? That's what it is yep. to start out. And yep. that doesn't mean that you picked the wrong path. So that's that's what I wish yeah. people would know. Great. Um, any Anything that if – Students are thinking about coming here. Mm-hmm. Why Why should they look at Macrocosta School in particular? <laughs> <laughs> we have so many great options. You know, and one thing, too, that I didn't mention earlier is that in the Macrocosta School, we have um, an interdisciplinary major. Mm-hmm. And we also have something called the contract major, which what that really means is that students can design their own major. Uh, and so, again, I was talking earlier about the type of student that comes to mm-hmm. see me who says, I know we have, uh, for example, recently I had a young woman come to see me. She's a meteorology major. She really, really wants to um, go for a Ph.D. in meteorology. She wants to um, study the, her field t- at, at the highest level, but she also really wants to be um, an on-air meteorologist mm-hmm. on the television, but she wants to know her stuff right. really, really well. So to be able to do research mm-hmm. and also to report on that on television. So she came to me and said, uh, you know, the meteorology major has you take a, a communication class. And then, of course, we have the communication uh, program where you can do broadcast communication. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to I want to I want to create something that uh, is going to show that I've done both, mm-hmm. and um, but we none of the terms that we have on our programs fit, yeah. fit and, and, and are going to do on my resume what I want them to do and on my grad school applications what I want them to do. So she and I spent a good probably an hour together, mm-hmm. and we really cobbled together something really great for her where she's going to do some uh, a lot of broadcast communication work. She's also done an internship in that, and she's going to do her meteorology major and we even worked out resume language for oh, her nice. to to put that together. Yep. So I would say within arts and sciences you have this flexibility mm-hmm. where you can bring together 
um, different interests that you have. And I would almost guarantee you that we have a path of study in those areas yeah. that you're interested in. And you can bring a couple of them together that may not even sound like they would go together mm -hmm. to the average 18-year-old. But I bet you, you know, dollars to donuts that we can find a way to recognize how valuable that um, that multidisciplinary experience mm -hmm. is going to be on the job market or and even in um, changing students' lives and, and the ways that they see themselves in the world. Great. You know, I we could sit here and talk, I think, for another hour and a half. <laughs> but, um, you know, one thing I, I like to ask is if people need to find you, where do they mm -hmm. find you until Higgins reopens anyway? So. Right. <laughs> so uh, until the summer, I am on the third floor of Warner. Uh, the psychology department is almost the entire floor. And I'll tell you, they come by with tape measures and go, hi, I'm here for this meeting. Can I measure your office? So they're going to take over our suite when we move in the summer. Yeah. So right now I'm in Warner 300. And um, you can actually, sometimes I'll have students who st are standing in the hallway before their appointment. They don't realize that they can walk in the door and there's an actual waiting room. Yeah. So come on in. And if I'm there, I'm happy to see you. If I'm not there, um, my fabulous assistant, Mrs. Martha Palanzo, will make a um, my fabulous assistant, Mrs. Martha Palanzo, will make an <laughs> appointment and I'm happy to talk to anyone. And then after the summer, I'll be in the first floor of Higgins. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, I think that's going to be it for today. I hope okay. that we have a chance to to have you back again because, like I said, I think there are plenty of things that we could talk about. I think um, so. And, and hopefully we'll get the chance to do that. So I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode of Gab and Grow. Thanks so much, Dr. Brown, for joining us today um, and telling us all about you and <laughs> about the Macrocosta School of Arts and Sciences. And if you are one of those who's, you know, got your Bluetooth earbuds in listening to this, if you have any questions that came up today that didn't, we didn't answer or have questions that came, you know, based on what you heard here, all you have to do is email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu and we will get an answer for you. Um, you can find this episode and all our other podcasts on your favorite podcast spots and I hope that you take advantage of that. Uh, bye now. Bye. <laughs>